Welcome to the Salt Church Podcast. We're a church that meets in the heart of Wollongong. Come and visit us on Sundays, 10am and 5pm at 275 Kira Street. We'd love to meet you. Let's, uh, let's get into this topic of how to be spiritual. I'm going to pray for us uh, that we listen to what God has to say to us this morning. So let's, let's pray to God. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you uh, that you are a God that wants what's best for us. Uh, when you speak, you speak the truth, uh, you transform, uh, you recreate, uh, you cause us uh, to see things in a new light, in a way that is true and right and eternal. Uh, please open our eyes to the eternal things, the spiritual things this morning, uh, help us not to be distracted, help us to focus now as we listen uh, to the words of Jesus and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's all about uh, spirituality this morning, being spiritual, uh, getting in touch with your spiritual side. I don't know whether you've heard this expression before. Um, I want to get in touch with my spiritual side. Uh, I want to have that uh, spiritual experience um, people talk about your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health uh, as part of the way we just talk now in life. And of course, uh, when people talk about the spiritual life, they can mean a whole lot of things, can't they? Uh, I was looking on the internet, what does it mean to be spiritual? Uh, gee, it's a dangerous place to look on the internet, isn't it? You just get all these crazy answers. Um, so it could be go off to a, med- a meditation retreat. Uh, go off and practice yoga, uh, go and pray, um, some, some really um, some basic things, go and spend some time in nature, uh, spend some time on your hobbies. Did you ever think that your hobby was spiritual? Uh, that was one of the suggestions. Um, go and volunteer somewhere. somewhere. Um, so, you know, kind of give yourself to someone else. Uh, stop thinking about yourself, give yourself somewhere else. Um, but it can also be an experience, can't it? I, I describe it as the mountaintop experience. Uh, you get to the top of the mountain and something within your soul clicks. You, you experience something out of this world, uh, not material, uh, in touch with another reality. Uh, people talk about that kind of experience. And you can have that going to the temple. You can go have that perhaps going to a, a particular church gathering. People talk about it. Uh, when it comes to, I feel like I'm booming a bit there, Josh. Um, people talk about it in terms of when they're singing uh, or a particular kind of music that elevates them uh, to a new realm. A whole lot of things. Uh, and we live, I reckon we live in a time of resurgence of spiritual things or an awareness of spiritual things. Uh, that is, people don't call themselves religious they're still calling themselves spiritual. Uh, I don't want anything to do with religion. I'm not on a religion journey. I don't uh, want to go there, but I, I do want to think spiritual. I, don't want to, I do want to open myself up to that. Um, uh, you see it with celebrities, don't you? Almost every celebrity is into some kind of usually Eastern religion or spirituality that, that they works for them. Uh, but you also see it on the ground too, don't you? Like... Uh, uh, different 
uh, spiritual fairs or New Age festivals. Uh, you know those kind of places they advertise and it's almost like a supermarket of spiritual ideas that you can step into and choose which one uh, works for you and they are very well attended. Uh, people are up for those things. Uh, it's, it's this quest for something more satisfying, uh, a, a deeper meaning, a deeper connection. Um, some people talk about it as a deeper connection with someone else. Uh, people talk about a relationship of we're soulmates. It's, it's, it's an incredibly deep way of referring to another person, isn't it? Um, and I reckon it all makes sense of where we're at as a culture. Uh, we are feeling unsettled as we focus more and more on material things, as we have more material things, as we think, isn't this life all there is? I'm just focused here and now. Is it any wonder that's, that is unsettling? Is, is there any wonder that brings to the question, isn't there more? This is not satisfying. Uh, this doesn't do it for me. Is it just about working and getting richer and having more toys? And it's got to, There's got to be more to life than this. These things don't satisfy. What is the deeper spiritual thing that will? How can I find this? We come uh, this morning to an answer from Jesus. Uh, Jesus talks about what it means to be truly spiritual. Uh, and we're going to explore that answer. Uh, firstly, uh, but then I want to finish with uh, a warning. You could totally miss Jesus and what he says here this morning. Uh, you could drastically miss, not get Jesus uh, if you're not listening carefully. Um, so that's where we're heading this morning. Um, so have open John chapter 4. Uh, have a Bible in front of you. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, Look on with someone. We've got Bibles at the back. If you want to grab one of those black Bibles or grab one on the way out, we'd love you to have a Bible so you can see it for yourself. John chapter 4. This is uh, an ancient account. Uh, This is John's historical account of Jesus' life. Uh, What's the context? Jesus is walking around in Palestine. Uh, He's meeting different kinds of people. Uh, This is 2,000 years ago. This is a very different culture to our culture. And yet, what we're about to see is Jesus engaging someone, as he does with many people, on this topic of something deeper, something more meaningful, spiritual. Uh, And I reckon that says to us very clearly, doesn't it, that this is not just a question of our age. Uh, This is a question that springs up in every culture, every age, every time. What is the deeper spiritual thing that I can grab hold of? Uh, How do I get this? Uh, Because Jesus here meets a woman who is spiritually hungry. Spiritually hungry. Uh, Look at it with me. Uh, Verse 3, Jesus left Judea and went again to Galilee. Uh, So what is Jesus doing? He's travelling, he's in the southern part of Palestine. Uh, He's around the area of Jerusalem. He's heading up to Galilee, the northern part of Israel. And he has to pass through this region of Samaria, or he chooses to. Uh, Verse 4, he had to travel through Samaria. Uh, So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Uh, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about six in the evening. 
A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, for his disciples had gone into, a, into town to buy food. Uh, so there's Jesus by himself, his disciples have gone off to get food. Uh, a woman comes to draw uh, water out of the well, she's on her own, it's the middle of the day, it's the heat of the day. Uh, and I reckon what you've got here is a perfect example of a divine appointment. Uh, a moment in time that was meant to be, that God organised two people to be at the right place at the right time so that they might speak to one another. Uh, it was meant to be this woman at the well at this time and Jesus uh, at this time at the well speaking to her. It's not random. Nothing is random with God. Uh, nothing is random with Jesus. Uh, think about that. Why are you here at church today. Uh, it's not random. Uh, of course, you can point to circumstances. You, you jumped in the car and got here. You wanted to come or you were forced to come or you felt the need to come or maybe someone's been inviting you. Maybe someone's been nudging you. That is all the work of God. Think about that. God is at work to make it happen, to bring you to the right place at the right time, uh, even this morning. And so, take heed of that. Listen, listen to God. What, what has he got to say to you uh, this morning? And what is Jesus doing here? He's offering something deeply satisfying to the woman at the well. It, it really is an extraordinary encounter as you think about what's going on between uh, these two people. Uh, she thinks she's come to the well to get water. Jesus says, no, 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 I've got something extraordinary to open up to you. Uh, she's got no idea what, what, what he means, but what is Jesus offering? He's offering a spirituality that is real, that is true, that works, that comes from God. Have a look, watch what happens here. Uh, look at it in verse 7. Uh, Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, for his disciples had gone into town to buy food. And then she says, look down, verse, verse 9. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him. For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. See, how can Jesus, a man and a Jew, speak to a woman who is also a Samaritan? Those cultures are not meant to mix. Uh, but that's the kind of person that Jesus is, isn't it? He smashes conventions. Uh, he, he goes to the heart, he's concerned for her as a person. He loves her. He's not interested in the externals, he's interested in her. He wants to connect with her. And look in verse, uh, verse 10, he, he said something really, really quite funny, unusual. Verse 10, if you knew the gift of God, he says to her, and if you knew who, is, who was saying to you, give me a drink... You would ask him and he would give you living water. See, if you knew the gift that God can give, if you knew that gift, and if you knew it, who it is that stands with you at this moment in time, you would turn the whole question around and you would ask me for living water. And she's completely thrown by this, isn't she? Look, look at verse 11. She says, sir, you don't even have a bucket. 
<laughs> Can you imagine saying that to Jesus? And the well is deep. See, so where do you get this living water? You know, it's almost like, respectfully, Jesus, who are you kidding? Uh, are you a charlatan? Like, is this magic? What, what's going to happen here? What could possibly happen here? She, she's just thinking water. She's just thinking well on a hot day. And so Jesus goes on in verse 13. Everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again, ever. In fact, the water I I will give him will become a well, here it is up on the screen, a well of water springing up within him for eternal life. That's an extraordinary statement, isn't it? She's just come for water, this is a daily activity. No, no, I've come to give you water that will spring up to eternal life, this will be deeply satisfying, this is groundbreaking, this is life-changing, this is going to touch your soul, this is eternal. But she still doesn't get it, does she? She, Jesus is obviously not talking about literal water, is he? It's, it's almost like Jesus is talking about us as human beings having two stomachs. Now, think about this with me. Um, every human has a, a physical stomach that takes in food and water, uh, that is hungry and, and needs food and thirsty that needs drink. Uh, the stomach that is, uh, that is physical and for physical things. But then there's the stomach that's non-physical, that is also hungry, that is also thirsty. And, and it's possible to have uh, be f- completely filled in the physical stomach, to have all the food, all the drink, all the pleasures of life, if you like, and still be desperately thirsty in the other stomach, to be craving something more, to be hungry spiritually. And, and that kind of thirst, that hunger, is the kind of hunger that for us as humans just keeps nagging away at us. Uh, it's, it's that deep hunger, it's a deep thirst. It, 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 it gets us at certain times in our lives. Uh, it, it could be the moment when things are quiet, when the friends have gone home, when the party's finished, when the mountaintop experience is well and truly over, uh, that you go, what is my life really about? Who am I connected to? Uh, it's, let me give you an illustration of the, you know, uh, you, you have the old car, you drive this old car, not many of you drive that many old cars. Uh, you have this old car and it's got a rattle in the car somewhere and it's just, it just nags away at you. And it's rattling and you're wondering what's wrong with it and, and it's annoying and it's, it's embarrassing when, you, when you've got friends in the car um, can anyone relate to this? Um, how do you fix that rattle? One way of fixing the rattle is to turn the radio up. You just turn the music up. Just put on the music a little bit louder and you won't notice it anymore. And no one will hear it. Everyone will be distracted. Everyone will enjoy the music. Uh, it'll go away. And it's kind of like that, isn't it? With keeping busy... Not being distracted. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Um, 
a whole lot of things can distract us, can't they? We just, just keep working, work harder, so I don't need to think about those things. Uh, focus on social media, what is everyone else doing? What, what am I meant to be doing? Um, Socialising, watching a movie, uh, just to keep that hunger at bay. Um, so it's almost, uh, I don't want to focus on that first, and so I just keep working, I just keep distracting myself. And you never stop to pause and think and reflect about the deeper things, the spiritual things. Because you don't want that hunger, that thirst to come up. And so you distract yourself. And that was this woman. She was deeply thirsty, but Jesus has got to uncover it for her. Jesus, in his kindness and his love, lets her see it for herself and lets us see it and lets us see us as well. So Jesus says to her, you need something greater than this water at the well. You need water that wells up to eternal life, relationship with your creator. The water that will always satisfy, no matter what you're going through in life. And he goes on to show what that is. But he, he very cleverly, very lovingly first shows her why she's so thirsty. Uh, she thinks it's about Jesus drawing water from the well as if that's some kind of magical thing that's going to happen. Jesus said, no, 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 you don't get me. Let, me. let me ask you a question so you do get me. Look at verse 16. It's, it's, it's not a diversion. Jesus is very lovingly getting to the heart of things. Verse 16, he says, Go call your husband and come back here. Uh, she says, I don't have a husband. He says, you have correctly said, I don't have a husband. For you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. That's extraordinary, isn't it? That here is Jesus, who's never met this woman before, just happens to be at the well with her, sees straight through her, sees all her life, all those personal details, knows all her deepest hurts, and disappointments. That is confronting, isn't it? Jesus is an incredibly confronting person. But he's also really a comforting person. You can see his love and care here. Look at the way he deals with her. He says, the fact that you've had five husbands said something. That says something to me. Now, um, some things in life the more you have of them, the better it is. Um, isn't that true of clothes? If you're perhaps dresses, if you're a woman. Um, friends, it's good to have more. Husbands, it's not better to have more. <laughs> Just in case you, you weren't sure on that. Um, some people would say one is too many. Um, more of something is not necessarily always better. She's gone through a terrible time. Uh, what, what makes relationships good? It's that they're solid, they're safe, they're secure. Um, she's, she's not known a solid, safe, secure relationship. In fact, she's known the opposite. Uh, she's known relationships that grow up and then fracture. Uh, grow up, develop and then fracture. Grow up, develop and fracture. Uh, we're not told the details... Uh, but even the relationship she's in now is not solid, safe and secure. 
Uh, it, it's, it's a guy that doesn't even want to commit to her. Uh, and, and Jesus pushes her further. The answer's not in those human relationships. It's not in marriage. You need something bigger. I have something greater to offer you. Um, you often hear people's deepest longings, don't you, in, expressed in human relationships. We're made for human relationships. Uh, but have you ever heard uh, people speak about human relationships with great love and affection, the soulmate idea, but also great pain and grief? Uh, I wanted so much more. I was looking for so, so much more and it disappointed. came across this uh, tragic story during the week. Uh, it's a woman who was murdered in Miami, um, she was the, the 106th person to be murdered in Miami in 1980. Uh, it's a terribly tragic story. Uh, a beautiful woman, a successful woman, an attractive woman had all, all, the, all these things going for her. Uh, she was 38 years of age um, and she was murdered in the city, but they found uh, her diaries that led up uh, to her murder, that, that she was on this uh, journey of heartache with relationships. Um, and he, here's some of the things that she says in her journal. She says, where are the men with the flowers and champagne and music? Uh, where are the men who call and ask for a genuine, actual date? Where are the men who would like to share more than my bed, my booze, my food? Uh, I would like to have in my life, she says, once before I pass through my life, the kind of sexual relationship which is part of a loving relationship. Um, she, she expresses deep loneliness uh, and then she writes in her journal, who's going to love Judy Bucknell? That's her name. I feel so old. I feel so unloved, so unwanted. I feel abandoned, used up. I want to cry and sleep forever. I'm alone and I want to share something with somebody. You hear it there, don't you? That is desperately heartbreaking, isn't it? And here is Jesus stripping back this woman. You need something more. You need something greater. And Jesus has the gift that will satisfy her. Jesus can fulfill her deepest need. He can quench her deepest thirst. He can give her that relationship that is solid, that is safe, that is secure. Uh, it's a relationship that leads into eternity. Uh, that's how secure it is. It's not a human relationship. It's a relationship with the God of the universe. Uh, it's calling God your Father. It's, it's having the God of the universe say, you are my child who I deeply love. I treasure you, I died for you, I've forgiven you, I love you, I'm going to care for you, I'm going to carry you through this journey of life with all its difficulties and it's going to go on beyond death into eternal life. That's what Jesus is offering this woman. It's, it's an extraordinary offer. It's, it's the offer of Christianity. It's, it's the claim of Christianity to put you in touch, not with a spiritual experience but with the God who made you, your creator, the one who watches over, who cares for you. That is the one 
that God puts us in touch with through Jesus. The one who's prepared a place for you in all eternity. That is true connection. That is true spirituality. Uh, To be in touch, to be known by the God of the universe. Uh, There is the relationship, there is the spirituality that will transform every experience, transform every relationship. There is the, the spirituality that will carry you through life's difficulties. Uh, how do you get it? Well, have a look. Uh, John chapter 4, verse 21. Jesus says something really significant. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So what is, what is Jesus saying? Oh, he's already said, this is a gift I can give you. Uh, here's how to receive it. Receive it in the spirit and receive it in truth. Uh, that is what I love to give. That is what I love, how I love you to respond, to have this great gift. Uh, what else has he said? He said, this is not about a religious place. Uh, she's worried about what mountain do we worship on? The Samaritans uh, worshipped on a mountain halfway up to Israel. Uh, uh, the Jews were in Jerusalem, centred on Mount Zion. He's saying, no, 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 it's not about that. Those mountains, that temple points to Jesus, me. I've come uh, to give you eternal life. Uh, What does he mean by in the spirit and truth? Well, some people say it's uh, come to God with your whole heart in the spirit. Genuine, humble connection. Uh, That is certainly true. But I think he's getting at even more than that. You need to come in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You need God to do a great work in you, to awaken you, to see these realities, to receive this gift of eternal life. Uh, Just the chapter before, a man, Nicodemus, he can't work out the things of God and what does Jesus say to him? It's no wonder, you need to be born again. You need the Spirit of God to bring you to life because you are effectively dead when it comes to spiritual things. Uh, Let me bring you to life by my spirit, breathing life into you. I think that's what Jesus is saying. In the spirit, which is also in the truth, uh, what God has spoken um, in his word and in the word that's become flesh, Jesus. It's centered on Jesus, uh, this new life in the spirit and in truth. Well, there's, there's the great promise from God. There's true spirituality from God. It's centred on Jesus. It's in the spirit. It's deeply satisfying. It's eternal. It's safe. It's secure. It's solid. But, you know, you could misunderstand our whole series at this point. You could misunderstand Jesus. This is not just a better way to be spiritual. This is not come into the supermarket of spiritual ideas and actually Jesus' way is better. Look, 
uh, or choose which one you like and maybe you find Jesus fits in with you. No, no, what Jesus is saying, he says it later in John's Gospel, this is the only way to be spiritual. You are dead to spiritual things without this. There is no other path to the living God. Uh, As Jesus heads to the cross, uh, we will die for the sins of the world to make this connection possible for us. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Uh, It's counter-cultural, isn't it, at this point? Uh, We live in a world where spirituality is anything you want it to be. Uh, How dare you say to me that's not the right path, it works for me. And Jesus at this point is offensive, isn't he? He's saying, actually, that's, there is a wrong path. There is bad spirituality. Uh, there is a whole realm of spiritual things. There is angels and demons. There is the devil that stands behind deception and lies when it comes to spiritual things. In fact, Jesus was the hardest on spirituality that, that got, was, was caught up in false religion. Uh, is it any wonder that people hate religion as being dead and stuffy and useless when it comes to spiritual things? Jesus was as well. Uh, he was critical of the religious leaders who were all about the religious show and the ritual, but weren't in touch with God. He, it's not just useless, he said, it's actually of the devil. It's spiritual, if you like, but it's, it's deeply, darkly spiritual. It's from your father, he says, who is the father of lies, Satan himself. Beware of that. The facade of false spirituality, of false religion. Jesus says, I am the truth, the way and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Where does that leave you this morning? Uh, let, me, let me give you two things. One is, uh, do you need to find this true spirituality? Do you need to stop looking for uh, spirituality in other places? Come to Jesus, explore him, find out from him what does it mean to be truly connected with your saviour, your, your creator, um, where you'll find deep satisfaction in, deep within your soul. Uh, we would love to help you with that. Please, on your connection card, let us know you're on that journey, uh, you want to explore that more, you've got questions about that, we'd love to help you with that. Uh, check out what Jesus is claiming here, an eternal life, a a living water that that goes on. But perhaps the second thing to talk about this morning is if you are a disciple of Jesus, uh, most of us here are, um, what does that mean for our search for meaning and purpose and satisfaction? Uh, So often we go looking for those things in other places, don't we? Uh, The world is constantly telling us, look over here, find it here, buy this, do this, have this experience. There are even so-called Christian people, religious people who are saying, this is the experience you need. Um, Don't go for that. Uh, Don't pick up the jug that's got holes in it and try and think that's going to satisfy with the living water. That's not the living water of Jesus. Come back to Jesus 
It is all about him in the spirit of, and in truth. Uh, he is the one that provides it. He's the, our security, our hope. Our, he's the one that puts us in touch with our Heavenly Father. Look to him, focus on him, be secure in him. I'm going to pray that we, we do look to him. We keep looking to him and for some of us look to him for the first time. Let's, let's pray.